When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's October 23rd, and this is Sorta Awesome, episode 265. You are invited to join me and my dear friend and longtime co-host, Kelly Gordon, as we look at 2020 through the lens of personality types, specifically the Enneagram. We're going to talk about each Enneagram type's major pain points this year, and of course, we're going to be talking about all the beautiful opportunities for growth for each of those Enneagram types as well. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Hello and welcome back, Awesomes. You are listening to the show that is all about helping you find conversation, friendship, and community. Whether you found us through Facebook or Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Maybe a friend recommended us to you. Maybe you found us through our other podcast, Awesome Today. It's truly awesome that you are here. Again, this is episode 265. Today, I'm so thrilled to be talking about one of my very favorite topics in the whole world, personality types, with one of my favorite people in the whole world, Kelly Gordon. How are you, my friend? I'm hanging in there, Meg, and I'm super excited to be talking about this too, because I think personality types for people who really get this, which I think a lot of awesomes do, or they probably wouldn't be here. They'd be like, why are you talking about personality types all the time? (laughs) It's such a insightful way to look at our relationships with people. And man, this year, everything is so changed and thrown up. So re-examining what we know and how our fears are being all exposed, like everybody's just stripped raw here in 2020. So I'm just really excited for this show because it's going to help us. It's going to equip us to keep going. Yes, absolutely. We have so much to cover as we dig into the Enneagram. You guys know that we've done Enneagram episodes before in the past. We haven't done one in a while, and it just really felt like the right time to talk about how we are managing, how we're coping, how we're growing. I asked some of the awesomes in our sort of awesome spinoff group I think it's called sort of awesome Enneagram lovers. And I asked for some feedback from our awesome community. So you're going to hear from not only Kelly and I and our experiences, but also from many of the awesomes. Before we get to awesome of the week, which we will hear in just a minute, I also wanted to tell you all who are listening that if you are brand new to sort of awesome, you may not know that we also have a Patreon community. So we have a community of awesomes who are partnering with us to support our mission and our message of bringing awesome to the world year round. And many of them have been with us for years. We would love to have you come join us. We actually this month started a new series that I'm super excited about. It's just for our superstar awesomes. That's what we call our Patreon supporters. And it's called the Sorta Spicy Series. We are going to be sharing full episodes of Sorta Awesome with our superstars, but these are topics that you guys will never hear about on the Friday episodes because they're some kind of spicy in some way. So the very first episode I am so proud of, and I love it so much. It is an interview with my sister. She's a sort of awesome regular, Emily Harris, and she shares with us the story of her experience with recovery in a 12-step program. It is a powerful episode. I'm not going to lie. I cried a little bit, (laughs) but it's so great. And so if you have not joined us yet as a superstar, you can come over and join us. It's only $5 a month. And for $5, you get access to hours and hours and hours of content that you've never heard before that we have created for our superstars. You also get access to our superstar Facebook group where it's a little bit smaller. We talk about more personal matters over there. It's a really great community. So you can find us really easily on Patreon when you go to patreon.com slash sort of awesome, get signed up, get in on the sort of spicy series right from the beginning. We have so many fun topics planned and I'm so proud of my sister for the way she started us off 
was sort of spicy. And Kelly, we've got some other ideas cooking for the future, don't we? Yes, we do. And I thought when you said it, it's so well said, Meg, that this is the stuff that we would say off mic. Maybe that's like Uh another series sometime, you know, like this is the off mic stuff so that we just don't want to say it to the general audience. This is just a little bit for the closer friends. So we are so thankful for the people, the superstars who support us. And this is just a great way to have that inner circle. And I'm so glad. I mean, Mm. Emily starting it off, it actually is a little intimidating because her story is so real (laughs) and raw. Yeah. I feel like some of my ideas maybe are a little (laughs) sillier than hers, which is so real. But yeah, this is the stuff. This is the real stuff that we're bringing. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. You're so right. It's going to be a blend of some totally silly things and also some more serious topics. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we would love to have you guys join us again. Patreon.com slash sort of awesome. So Kelly, before we dig into all of the Enneagram goodness that we have for the awesomes today, let's start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. This is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever is awesome in life right now, whether that is a book or a TV show a movie, podcast, product, whatever is making life a little happier. So Kelly, what do you have for us? I am so happy to make this announcement, Meg. My awesome of the week is the fact that I have a new website for my personal stuff on the interwebs. Oh, yay. So that means that awesomes, you who have been looking for my recipes ever since February and have not been able to find them, I have a new home. You can come and find them Yay. again. Yay. I'm so excited. So just so in case you haven't heard this story, we maybe have shared it in one of those overflows for the superstars. Awesome. Here's what happened. I had a old blog. I mean, it was not updated. It was not pretty. I have really not posted anything on it since about 2015, except I would occasionally post recipes that I would share here on the podcast. And so that was where they lived. So in January and February, I kind of said, this is the year. <laughs> Do you remember us in January and February? Sweet, uh, bless I us. Know. I know, sweet, sweet, precious selves. I just want to go and just like pat our hair. I know. And just be like, oh, you. I just want to come child. in for like a slow, long hug. Like, oh, honey, you have no idea. Just come here. Just come here. That's how I feel about myself. But in January and February, I was like, this is the year. I'm going to do a new website. It is time to get one that looks good, that has the good stuff. It's not just all of this old blog content that really doesn't matter anymore where the links are broken and the images don't load. So I let my blog domain expire at the beginning of February because I was starting to work on a new website. And then, as everyone knows what happens, especially for those of us in news, really by the middle of February, before the country went on lockdown, things started to get nuts. So guess what, guys? (laughs) That's why you could never find my website. Yep. It disappeared. And I was like, there is no capacity to build a new one. But I have been on a leave from work for the last three weeks because, as everyone knows, like my life has been extra, extra crazy this year and I needed just some time away to care for my people. But in my spare time, and it really wasn't that like hard, that's the thing. It just needed some focus. I was able to build a website. So you can go to kellygordonmn.com and there you will find my recipes. That's the most important thing, I think, for most people. Um, Also, some of my old writing that I just transferred over and links to the podcast. So if you're looking for my episodes of Sort of Awesome, they're cataloged there with links back to the Sort of Awesome website. So that stuff is all there, but the recipes are the most important. I'm also putting together on Pinterest a board that's just my recipes. So it will have all the new links. So if you had saved one of my old pins from old recipes that's now broken, and I can't fix those. That's one of the things about Pinterest is you can't go back and like fix that link. Right. You can't redirect it. I am making new links so sure. they will all be there. And mm-hmm. I'm also trying to go back. I don't know if I can go back through all five years. It's sort of awesome. They get the recipes that were not necessarily on my blog, but that I have recommended. Like last month, I recommended the peanut butter apple yes. cookies from a farm girl dabbles. So I will have all of yeah. my pins from sort of awesome in one place. So that way you can go find the recipes, hopefully easier without broken links. I am like giddy happy, not only because I really like the website, I'm happy with it, but also that it's done. Something happened. I completed a project. Yes, totally. Totally. I am secondhand giddy over here because first of all, yes, as an ENFP, like you are, the feeling of completing a project is a very special kind of thing. It is. Yes, exactly. I I don't want to say it's rare because actually that's what I've been doing. 
over the three weeks. I was like, yeah. okay, I'm going to plow through some of these things that have just been niggling, you know, like none of this is hard. None of this oh, is yeah. going to take all that much time, but it's just daily life is so overwhelming that if I can even carve out two hours or one afternoon to focus, mm. I can get some of this stuff done and yes. it will help me to free up some brain cells to focus on other things instead of all these other things that have just been bothering me that they're hanging on there. So actually getting something crossed off the list that has been on the mm-hmm. list since January. Oh, mm-hmm. it's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. So great. Also, I am secondhand giddy because on almost a weekly basis, we get either mm-hmm. DMs on social media or emails with like, um, excuse me. I know. I gotta have Kelly's recipe for this. Where did it go? <laughs> and so many awesomes. You guys have been so gracious and kind. I also get DMs, Facebook, on Instagram, different places. And people are like, I'm so sorry, but I was going to make this tonight and I can't find it. What am I going to do? <laughs> like, that's my husband's favorite thing and I don't know what to do. So you guys have been so patient yes. with me. And I could get you the recipes because my old, old blog at blogspot.com yes. was still alive mm-hmm. on the internet. But like, I mean... Half of the links were broken. The images weren't there. It was yeah. really ugly. It worked. So at least those of you who needed to make Cajun turkey burgers this summer that you had like planned and you were ready to make them, we could still get you the recipe. But now they have a new home. It will always live there. Hopefully the links won't be broken again. Everything is uploaded for modern day and not 10 years ago. <laughs> it's a good yes. thing. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And I cannot wait to share with you all that there will be a link in the show notes. Yes. That you can go find all of that good stuff. Okay, Kelly, I have to tell you, I made an absolute last minute change on Awesome of the Week because my life once again has been influenced by an awesome who had a great idea. So this week, my Awesome of the Week is a site called Window Swap. Have you heard of Window Swap? I have not. Okay. But I said, I, this is not surprising, Meg. Like, this is where we are this year. There's so much, like, we're all so, like, in our own little silos. So I am so glad for Awesome yes. of the Week because it exposes me to so much. What is Window Swap? Okay, so this came into my life via Lauren, who is at Literary Bird Nerd on Instagram. So every week we have an Awesome of the Week thread over on Instagram. And I go in and I check out what everyone's saying and leave a heart and leave a comment. Well, Lauren left a comment on Awesome of the Week that she was loving exploring the world via Window Swap, and she left the URL, window-swap.com. Wait a minute. I have heard of this. Yes. Okay. Tell me okay. more. Yeah. Is it like where so you're looking through other people's is... windows, right? Yes. Okay. Not into their homes. Right. It's their view out of their windows. Right. So it's not yes. creepy. It sounds a little creepy <laughs> okay. at first. Very important pre- <laughs> preposition. You're not looking into other people's yes. windows. You're looking out of other people's windows. But it is yes. so cool because it's all around the world, right? Yes. It is all around the world. So again, the URL is window-swap.com. You guys, I'm freaking out. I almost like was in tears as I went through this. I think this might appeal again to ENFPs in a certain way because we just love the world and we love people. And Okay, so the idea is that people all around the world take like a 10-minute video of what the view is out of their window. And I went through and read the instructions because you can also submit your own video to Window Swap. And so they want you to do it with a little bit of the window frame in view. So you really get this sense of being there in somebody's home or in their office building or whatever, looking out the window. And so you open up this website and you just, it's just like a random generator. You just tap the button and it brings up a view out of someone's window. So I'm going to tell you, I went through five just to begin with. The very first one was from Cairo, Egypt. And it is this beautiful view out across the water. There are city buildings all in the background, but this particular window was right on the water and it was gorgeous. Then I went to Raleigh, North Carolina, and this particular window was, and I really wanted to include this one. And I'm glad it came up because I don't want you to think like, well, gosh, I could never submit a window. Mine's just boring because this was so cute and sweet. Again, Raleigh, North Carolina, it was just a very ordinary home with a view out onto an ordinary neighborhood. But something that was so cute was they had included in their video a kitten playing with the cords from the blinds that were hanging down. And it was just going back and forth and batting the cords around. Oh, my gosh, it was precious. I love it. And there's audio with it, too. Yes. So you're not just looking out there 
window, you get whatever audio is going on. So the next one I clicked was Tokyo, Japan, a very industrial, urban view of buildings. And again, audio is included. And so you hear a plane flying overhead. The next one I clicked on took me to Naples Island, California, where somebody had set up a view out there, like sort of patio doors onto their patio. It was gorgeous. Kelly, you would have loved it. There were flowers everywhere. They had like a little, one of those little cute garden banners that was kind of blowing in the wind. They had music playing, some kind of pop song playing in the background. And then the last one, when I clicked on this and it opened the screen, I literally gasped. It was from Zurich, Switzerland, this gorgeous Scandinavian view, the classic sort of pitched roof buildings, homes. And then there was a lake off in the distance with a sailboat. I was like, oh my gosh, this is gorgeous. I am obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with window swap. I know how I'm going to be spending so much time when I just need a little moment to get a literal change of scenery. And so again, I was reading about like why they started this site and it was, it was pandemic inspired because it was for all the people who normally would be traveling and who want a view on the world. And now, you know, so many of us are stuck wherever we are. You can just literally get a little view of life through somebody else's window. I love it so much. It is so cool. I can't believe I didn't make this my awesome of the week when I discovered it a few months ago. It was somebody at work put it in our one of our Slack channels was like, this is so cool for exactly what you said, you know, like how it was started was if you're just bored and you feel trapped. And I love that it's kind of random that you can just like click on the next window and you don't necessarily, you're not saying, well, I want to see Paris or, you know, I want to see Shanghai. Like you just get to go where you want to go. You can always click through if you're just like, this Mm -hmm. isn't appealing to me. But I think the randomness of it and that just trying to imagine why people took the video when they did. It's kind of interesting too. Some people will take it more at sunset or in the middle of the day or snowing or a storm or sunny. So you're getting all sorts of different views, different feelings. Like you said, there could be a kitten. It could be all sorts of different things. It is so, I don't know, refreshing. Is that the right word? It does. I think refreshing because it pulls us out of where we are, where we do feel kind of stuck and like everything's the same. And so for just a few minutes, It's like you're getting to go somewhere, see something else, be taken out of your own world, which we're all kind of a little tired of our own worlds. Yeah, it's a fantastic. This is why I'm glad to be living in 2020, even though 2020 is such a storm of nasty. We are still like finding solutions like the human spirit Mm -hmm. using technology in this way to help people all around the world is and and to like unite us, you know, like. America might be having the worst of the pandemic as far as, you know, cases and deaths, but the whole world is still united in this pandemic in restrictions and things like that and waiting for a vaccine or a cure. And so here we are, we're in our shared collectiveness, like looking for some shared hope. I love it. Yes. Oh, so good, you guys. I'm totally obsessed with it. So I will have a link for sure in the show notes for you to check out Window Swap too. So those are our awesomes of the week. Like I said, they will be linked in the show notes for you guys to check out. As I mentioned over on Instagram, every Friday, we do this. We talk about awesomes of the week at Sorta Awesome Show. And if you have not yet, please come and join us in our Facebook community. Over 5,000 women supporting each other, helping each other, as Kelly was just saying, find hope even in the craziest of circumstances. So if you haven't found us there, please come find us at facebook.com slash groups slash Sorta Awesome Hangout. We have so much good stuff ahead for you in just a few minutes talking all about the Enneagram after this quick word from our sponsors. Awesomes, we are all looking for ways to make life a little easier right now. And with the way this year has been going, many of us are also looking for ways to keep our costs down as well. Well, welcome to the awesome of every plate. You can experience full plates and fuller wallets with America's best value meal kit. With every plate, you get meals you'll enjoy and your bank account will love, and it's all delivered right to your door. You can think of it this way. One meal is the same price as one cup of coffee. Every plate dinners are the cheaper alternative to takeout or delivery because even at regular price, every plate is up to 58% cheaper than other major meal kits out there and with family-friendly favorites like chicken scapolini and gooey stuffed pork burgers 
there's something that everyone in your home will love having for dinner. Awesomes, you can get three weeks of Every Plate meals for only $2.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code AWESOME3. Again, that is three weeks of Every Plate meals for only $2.99 per meal when you go to everyplate.com and enter code AWESOME3. That's awesome and then the number three. Thank you, Every Plate. Friends, please tell me that you have joined the whole chorus of awesome voices who are singing the praises of Billy. Every single week, we hear from more and more of you who are loving their Billy razors. And it's no wonder because Billy delivers premium razors and high-performing body care directly to you. You do not have to worry about paying any kind of pink tax. You don't even have to go to the drugstore. And best of all, there is no breaking the bank. Go to mybilly.com to get their starter kit for just $9. That includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and a magnetic holder that keeps your razor safe and dry in between uses. And Billy is out to change more than just the way you shave. They just released three completely clean must-have products to add to your routine, like lip balm, dry shampoo, and face wipes. I absolutely love that my teenage daughters love Billy. They get to have one of the best razors out there. They don't even know how lucky they are. None of us can imagine going back to regular razors now. It really is one of the smoothest shaves I've ever gotten. So go to mybilly.com to meet the razor that made everyone start talking about razors and to express a little love for Sorta Awesome, go to mybilly.com slash awesome. It's a small way you can support us while getting the best razor you will ever own. It's just $9 to get your starter kit plus free shipping always. Go to mybilly.com slash awesome. That's spelled my B-I-L-L-I-E.com slash awesome. All right, Kelly. So we're back talking about the Enneagram. I mean, truly, I think what you said at the top of the show is so important and so true that we do talk about personality stuff around here a lot, but honestly, it's one of the best ways I can think of to help us understand ourselves and understand the people around us. So as a reminder, if anybody's new to Sort of Awesome, tell us your Enneagram type. I am an Enneagram seven and man, am I feeling it this year? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And should I also say like the people in my life, because I think that's how so many of us approach the Enneagram. First, we try to figure out like our own type, which that can be a years long process because we do have on our website page, like an Enneagram FAQ where we say we love the Enneagram Institute. If you're Mm -hmm. like kind of looking to learn more about Enneagram and you want to try to type yourself, they have a great quiz. But it's really so much more than a quiz to learn your own type. Mm -hmm. So we often start there and then we try to look at the people in our own lives and like rope them into the Enneagram with us and have them try to figure it out or we kind of help them do that. And so I feel like my husband is an eight. I have a daughter who's a four. So like, you know, you get to know Mm -hmm. those types because they're closest to you. My best friend is a two. So Mm -hmm. so those are some of the people in my life. What about you? Yeah. What's your Enneagram number? So I'm an Enneagram nine. I'm the peacemaker. And that has been so illuminating. You know, one of the very classic things that people say about the Enneagram is that if you're struggling to know what your type is, that the type that you feel the most resistant to is often the type that you actually are. And I can remember when our friend Lee Kramer first really introduced the Enneagram to us and I read about the peacemaker type. I was like, "Mm -mm, nope, don't, don't want that. When in reality, that's absolutely what I am. (laughs) So I'm a nine. My husband, Kyle, is a five, a total investigator type. That has been so illuminating for me to understand him in so many new ways. You know, it's kind of tricky with kids. Mm -hmm. Like you said, I mean, your oldest daughter is. Yeah, she's 19. So she's she's done a lot of the work on her own. And, you know, I even say to her, like, she thinks she's a four right now. I can certainly understand that. But it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. just give yourself grace to say maybe that would change as you get to know yourself more. So, yes. Right. Yeah. One of my dearest, closest friends is a two. I have a lot of two friends, actually. It's funny how that happens. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about every single one of these types. But if you're listening right now and you're like, oh, I don't know, I'm not into the Enneagram or I don't even know what my type is, I would encourage you to keep listening because some of this advice that we have in terms of like how each type can grow this year, I mean, honestly, it's really applicable to everybody. (laughs) So it's just going to hit home more for some than for others, but truly it's all about trying to do the best we can to not only just survive 2020, but also to find some little pockets of growth and learning. So Kelly, I thought one 
way we could do this to break down the nine types of the Enneagram is I went ahead and broke our discussion down into the three instinctual centers. And this looks at what it groups the Enneagram nine types into groups of three, kind of based on what their dominant and unifying emotion is. So I thought we could start with the thinking center. These are types five, six, and seven. For five, sixes, and sevens, their dominant emotion is fear, but all of them kind of interact with and deal with fear in different ways. So let's start with fives. Again, my husband, Kyle, is a five. He's an investigator. Some of the keywords for investigators are they're cerebral, they're innovative. They can also, when they're not so healthy, be a little secretive, a little isolated, a little self-isolating. Yeah. <laughs> so with fives, one of their biggest pain points this year has been a lack of trustworthy information. So fives, again, part of the thinking center, they deal with fear by investigating, mm -hmm. research, find all the information, all the facts. If you try to come to my husband with any kind of conversation and you don't have your sources ready to cite, he'll <laughs> be like, you need to go back and get your sources together. <laughs> I love that about Kyle. <laughs> so one of our awesomes who chimed in on this conversation in our group for Enneagram people, Amy, she said, I have found the lack of trustworthy information to help me make decisions to be challenging, as well as the desire to disengage with people because everything seems politically charged. Again, fives are definitely a withdrawing type. And so when things get really intense, if they don't have the energy to enter into these conversations, they're just like, I'm just going to disengage. And sometimes that's totally fine and healthy to right. do. Another five named Stephanie chimed in and said, so much to research, but it's very scary. I'm an introvert, but even I started to feel isolated and lonely. So, you know, we've got a situation going on when even... <laughs> But I think that has happened this year. I've talked to many introverts yes. who are like, even I am missing people mm -hmm. and I'm feeling like it's just too much time home alone. So yes, that's a real thing. Yeah. That's why I say this year is really just exposing. It's just stripping us all naked, if you will, because mm -hmm. it's just taking away so many of our normal coping mechanisms and pushing us to our very edge. So yeah, even introverts yes. feeling too introverted. Yes. Well, one path for growth for fives is in healthiness, in growing times, fives move toward eight. And so some of the attributes of eight that a five might start to show as they are really growing is that they're going to become more self-confident and more decisive. And I can really see this for fives as they start to feel like the ground underneath their feet is a little bit more firm. So maybe they do kind of eventually arrive at a place where they do have sources that they trust and they feel like, okay, there's a lot of voices, but I feel like this person is trustworthy. I'm going to listen to what they're saying. I'm going to follow their advice. Or maybe, you know, speaking of politically charged issues, maybe they are able to take the time to come to a place of feeling like I'm confident enough. Now I don't have to disengage right. those political conversations. I can totally, you know, a healthy eight they're never afraid to move into any kind of conversation, even in especially political ones. And so, you know, fives pick up on some of that energy as they get healthier, that they have that confidence of like, I oh, know I know what I believe and I know why I believe it. So I don't have to disengage. I can stay engaged in these conversations and I can feel confident with the decisions I'm making for myself and my family. So it might be what growth looks like in 2024. Right. Five. I was thinking about some of the people that I know that might be fives, certainly in their career, epidemiologists, people, infectious disease specialists that I've been talking to for work, you know, these are research people. So even if they're not a five, they look like a five, maybe on the surface. And for a lot of them, it seems like what I've seen them do is say, what you have to drill down into if you're looking for that solid rock in an ever-changing environment is what you can be solid is that we are learning every day. So yes. we aren't going to know yeah. the actual answers for a while. But we can know a little bit more today than we knew yesterday. So if you're mm -hmm. looking for the information from March to have been solid, no, that's not how science works. Like science is always right. growing and learning. But that's what you can be sure of, is that we know yeah. more today than we knew yesterday. So if you're looking for mm -hmm. something to say, I can research and know this, you can say this is what is true today. That doesn't always work with political things, but with science and things like that. Yeah. And that's what we're dealing with a lot this year. You can always say, hey, here's where I can, it's almost like backing up a step. Instead of pinning yourself on the actual facts, you're pinning yourself on the science that undergirds them. Yes, that totally tracks. I definitely, definitely agree with that. Okay, the next type in the thinking center is our sixes. These are our loyalists. 
And so some of the keywords for sixes are that they are committed. They're very security oriented types. They can be very engaging. They're very responsible. They can also be more on the anxious and suspicious side when they are struggling with their personal levels of health. And, you know, again, with this fear being the common factor for the thinking center, sixes really deal with that fear by trying to kind of like fives do doing a lot of research, but they really get tangled up in looking at all of the possible things. Sixes often feel like that they have a committee of voices inwardly that are weighing in on like just one single decision. This is in life outside of 2020 when we didn't have to make actual life and death decisions. (laughs) Like it was always a hard thing to make decisions for sixes. Like life can feel overwhelming, but Life feels overwhelming for everybody this year. So it's even more so for a six. Exactly. Exactly. So one of their pain points this year has definitely been decision fatigue. So awesome. Anna said, I'm a six. I continually wear myself out working inefficiently through the process of making the same decisions over and over again. She said she wants to be a good and supportive family member and care well for the people in her community, keep her family healthy. But then she just, there's like all of these decision-making processes that go into all of those things, how she wants to show up because loyalists are very dedicated and very committed to showing up for the people they love and for their communities. But then every single thing, every place that they want to show up, they have to make all these decisions about it. And it can just be so overwhelming and so taxing. She even said, as she was talking about, she was like, I can't even begin to figure out holidays and winter time. In the context of being a good family member. And Anna said, I'm up a lot at night. And I think the sixes that I know too, because they may be in a non-healthy way, but not always even in a non-healthy way, they're prone to look at the world and say, what is the worst case scenario? How do I plan for the worst? I mean, we're like living Mm -hmm. the worst. So it's really hard not to tip into that catastrophizing everything. You know, I think that most of the questions that I see online or maybe even the sort of awesome hangout that are like, how many backups do I need for winter? Like how much cold medicine is enough? You know, like how many cans of soup do I need to buy now because I'm preparing for us to like drop off the end where before people would say, you know what? Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. And now we're like, we've lived through the toilet paper (laughs) shortage of 2020. Like, what do we need to do? And that doesn't help a six. Like there's no walking away from their anxiety and their fears there. Right. Exactly. Well, definitely a path for growth for sixes as they become more healthy. They are actually going to move towards nine. And so a healthy six is going to allow themselves to relax a little bit and to maybe even start to tune out those worst case scenario questions and allow themselves the freedom to be optimistic about something. And I think for a six who's really struggling, maybe they just pick one area of their life where they've been feeling really pessimistic and really down and really, you know, just like not being able to find the hope and look in one area of life where they can identify something hopeful something that they can feel optimistic about and then really focus on that. And once they've focused on one thing, then that energy may snowball for them and they might start to feel like, okay, if we can just nail down, what are we going to do about Thanksgiving and kind of build out a plan around Thanksgiving? Because for sixes, like we were saying, it's all overwhelming. And if they can narrow their focus into one thing Mm -hmm. and recognize that there is no perfect solution, the committee of voices inwardly is going to be trying to convince them that you know, every voice has the perfect solution. Just pick a thing Mm -hmm. and move forward with that can be very healthy and very helpful for our sixes. Okay, let's talk about sevens, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Because this really is what you were just saying there, Meg, even about sixes and fives. I thought this is stuff that's always true. This is black belt level growth, really, Mm -hmm. for all of us. It's what we're having to do this year. It's touching on the hardest, most painful, darkest things for all of us. That we all have unique places that we don't want to admit that we go to, and it's just mm-hmm. forcing us to acknowledge them. So I love that we're talking about this because the Enneagram offers a road to how do we grow through this? How do we get better yes. at a time when it's yeah. really hard? So, okay, let's talk about sevens. Okay, so you sevens are the enthusiasts and some keywords for you guys that you are the busy and fun loving types. Very spontaneous, can be very versatile, also can be a little distractible and scattered which I also identify (laughs) with that. (laughs) So when it comes to the thinking center's core emotion of fear, sevens tend to just avoid it and just not think about Mm -hmm. it. If it's scary, that's okay. I'm just not going to think about it. 
one of the big pain points though for sevens this year has been just literal sheer boredom, lack of new adventures and isolation. A lot of sevens, this is where we have some crossover with Myers-Briggs. A lot of sevens are also wildly extroverted. Mm -hmm. And so the isolation that quarantine has caused has been very damaging to the mental health for a lot of sevens. So we have Mary and awesome who weighs in and says, as a seven, all the things I use for coping mechanisms have been taken away from me. I've been struggling to find the bright side when things get so bad. Pandemic, political unrest, sadness, sickness, death, along with so much more in my brain is like, must find silver lining, cannot compute, error, error. <laughs> and then it just goes around and around again. She said she had plans to try new things and new adventures with people this year. It all got canceled. And that she even now finds that she has Zoom fatigue, trying to keep up with friends. And I think at this point in the year, a lot of people do have that very real sense of Zoom fatigue. But Kelly, I'm sure that this resonates with you so much as a seven that like, not only is everything terrible, but all of the ways that you would normally deal with it gone. are gone. Vanished. Yes, exactly. No, yeah. I really relate to what Mary's saying. Like the times that I box people and I'm like, yes, everything is hell in my life. But the sun came up today and it was a beautiful sunrise. And they're like, you don't have to do that, you know? And I'm like, yes, I do. Oh, I, like, I literally have to do that. It's really all I have. Like it is our natural wiring. And so it is so hard. I have found that, of course, I've had some additional things this year with the death of my dad and then my mom, Alzheimer's, moving her into home and all of the huge, huge shifts that have all happened this yes. year. So it's really been in this last month or so that the Enneagram has come in to such a helpful way for my relationship with my husband and my kids. I said, here's what's happened is I would say like my fear for me as a seven is not just boredom and lack of new adventures, but like nobody's happy. Like there's no happy mm. in my life. I want happy. Yes. I crave yes. and need happy. And there's just so little of it anywhere. Yeah. And so I was like, I need there to be some happy in my life to fill me up. I'm watching sitcoms because they make me happy. I can do that. Yeah. But I also said, I need you guys to stop being negative. Like, I recognize that it's negative. I'm not telling you you can't have your feelings. But me as the mom, normally I have a better capacity to deal with your rants and your complaining and your outbursts and tantrums. I do not right now. It all needs yeah. to be directed elsewhere as much as possible, not around me. Also, at family dinners, I need that to be a happy loving time. That is not when we complain. I cannot. Yeah. I can yeah. not. So they're like seeing that, that that's what I need to try to get through. Mm -hmm. I need mm -hmm. some little parts of my life. And I think this is true for every Enneagram type is we are so pushed that our normal coping mechanisms, our normal ways, it's like, I need something to give. So recognizing that this is what I need as a seven is like, I just need it not to be negative all the time. And I need us to be able to find ways that we can do little new adventures or new things like those are going to keep me alive. Otherwise, I am going to literally drown in the darkness, which is surrounding us right now. And it's too hard for me. So, yeah, I think that mm -hmm. that's what I need. What would you say? Like, what are the things, though, that a seven can do to grow? I don't know if that's like a growth or if it's just a coping mechanism. Well, I think it's a great coping mechanism. I really do. And it totally makes sense. So sevens, this is so fascinating to me because sevens move actually towards fives mm -hmm. in health. And the Enneagram Institute says that sevens will become more focused and more fascinated by life. So the fact that you're even still able to be like, you know what, you guys, the sun came up this morning. I'm going to choose to be happy about that. That is you're moving in a healthy pattern. One thing across the board that many of the sevens who weighed in on this conversation said that something that has helped them grow this year is actually sitting with mm -hmm. sad feelings. You know, a lot of sevens talk about the fact that they are normally busy, 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 go, go, go. Sometimes they use that busyness to kind of avoid sadness, mm -hmm. but not having anywhere to go, go, go and do, do, do has allowed them to just be like, okay, this is what it's like to process feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Which we don't really like to do. We like to process happy feelings, but to process yes. the negative things is hard to do. Yes. Yeah. Our friend Jamie Golden has talked for years about the fact that she has a playlist that's like a sad emotional songs that she'll turn that on when she needs to process through some emotions because it lets her just get her tears out and kind of move on with life. One thing that Mary also said, I thought this was so powerful just for any type to think about. She said, I definitely started to appreciate my introvert friends 
because I've always been the one to drag them to all the things because it will be so much fun. And they would humor me, but now I'm living the life of an introvert as an extrovert. It's so uncomfortable. So now I realize that maybe always trying to get people to do things out of their comfort zone is not a good thing. And I should accept each person's traits as they are. I thought that Mm -hmm. was such a great insight because so many of us, our world is flipped upside down so powerfully right now that many of us are starting to be like, oh my gosh, I never realized that this is what this is like for you. And I thought that was a really great insight from you. It really is. Growth for everyone. Yes. So that was our thinking center, five, sixes, and sevens. I wanted to talk next about our feeling center friends. So these are going to be our twos, threes, and fours. Now, interestingly, the feeling center's dominant emotion is shame, which is something that in our culture, broadly speaking, we've started to talk more about, research more about, learn more about. So the first number in the feeling center is the helper type, and that is number two. Our Enneagram twos, the helpers, one of their biggest pain points this year has been an abundance of pain for those around them. So our helper types, their keywords from the Enneagram Institute, these are our caring and interpersonal types. They're very demonstrative and generous. They can also be a little people-pleasing and possessive. But one of the key factors that motivates them is that caring for others thing. And to look around at your family, at your community, at the nation, at the world, and see so much pain in no practical way to care for people has been very difficult for a lot of twos. One of our awesome twos named Nicole said, it's been so hard for me to find the right balance of respect for the virus versus the psychological and physiological needs that humans have to be together socially. For my dear family and friends with whom I want to show up for and be able to hug and at the same time maintain distancing and respect, that mirrors where each person is at. It's a delicate balance. I truly want to show up, but I can't always do that. It pains my heart. I feel the sense of time slipping away, valuable days and months that we are not able to connect on the daily. So, you know, I feel so much for the twos in these moments because truly there is so much. Right. That's breaking our hearts right now, you know, collectively. Right. And I think what she said there is really so wise that there is so much pain I think maybe in a normal sort of year, a two will just keep showering at it to help Mm -hmm. that person that they love. And it's impossible. It's like an abyss this year. So you can't, what normally makes you feel good as a two is being able to care for somebody. And this year, for so many different reasons, you're not able to, it's like, you know, throwing something into a storm and it just doesn't touch it. And so it doesn't feel fulfilling the way it usually does. Absolutely. Yes. Well, the path of growth for twos is that they actually move towards healthy fours. They become more self-nurturing and emotionally aware. So again, many twos chimed in to say that one of the gifts of this year for them has been that since they can't meet all of the commitments that they usually have, because twos definitely will overextend themselves mm-hmm. to say yes to everybody. <laughs> but without all of those commitments with you know a few things taken off of their plate, they actually do have time to prioritize ways to care for themselves. So twos very often will just completely lack self-care. They will disconnect from their own emotions just to be able to tend to others. But this slowdown that 2020 has forced on many of us, it's given them time to be like, okay, I actually do think I can take care of myself a little bit in this. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was so good. We also have an awesome name, Amai, who is a two. She's also a black woman living in the middle of the country. And she talked about how the racial turmoil this Mm. year has been very heartbreaking for her, that she has especially felt that heartbreak in the black community in our country. But one of the ways that she's actually practicing self-care for herself is by finding her voice as an advocate and really entering into conversations and spaces. She lives in a white majority community. And so entering into some conversations that she normally hadn't, she has found that has really tended to her own heart and her emotional needs to be able to do that. So I wanted to mention that because a lot of times, you know, we talk about self-care without being really specific about what that looks like. And for twos, it can look like a variety of things, including like, oh my gosh, I actually have a voice. And I actually want to, you know, instead of trying to run and Mm -hmm. help somebody physically, I can use my presence to help people in some ways. So I thought that was really good insight. All right. The next number in the feeling center is the achiever. This is the 
type three, the achiever type, they are very success oriented. They can be very adaptive. They are very interested in excelling. They're very driven and they can be very image conscious as they are maybe not moving in the healthiest of ways. A couple of threes weighed in for us. Again, threes, Kelly, like sevens. This is another number where we see a lot of extroverts. Yep. And so that whole thing of not having that extrovert stimulation, I think has been hard for a lot of threes. So one of ours, like Jesse Lee, who's a very active member of our community said, I'm a three wing two. And the biggest pain point for me was losing my entire social life. It was unbearable to not have my usual busy schedule of activities and interactions. I felt like I lost a big part of who I am for a while, which I thought that was really true. As we think about this personality stuff, I think such a huge part of it is that a lot of this is really wrapped up in our identity. And so if you're an achieving type who's used to being around people and being able to do things, achievers, threes are very, they're a lot of their identity is very focused in how much they can do and accomplish. And so when you just can't do that much, it kind of makes you sit back and think about like, okay, who am I actually, if I'm not doing all of the things? So for threes, as they are growing, they're going to actually become more cooperative and more committed to others, like a healthy six. So Jesse Lee said that in terms of growth, she said, I was able to really see where others were hurting and I could proactively help the community around me. I took my leadership and problem solving skills. And rather than having them on display as I dazzle a room, I use them behind the scenes to help people who are struggling And she said that felt like a six movement that threes aspire to, but she said, I'd rarely ever experienced that before. So I love that where you kind of step back and go like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize it, but I'm actually growing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's very common for threes. I really, I do identify a lot with the three motivations. And so the idea that you're just always too busy to have that kind of self-introspective moment, and this Mm. is nothing if not making you stop. Mm -hmm. And for a three, that can be hard, but I think in a healthy way, when threes turn their own energy onto themselves, they really can do some really great growth and find ways to cope even in the midst of something that's so hard. Yes, definitely. Okay. The last type in the feeling center is our fours. These are the individualists. And so some of the keywords for fours are that they are sensitive. They are a withdrawn type. They can be very expressive and dramatic, sometimes self-absorbed or temperamental. So our fours, I thought this was so interesting because fours are known for not avoiding their feelings. Fours are usually very deeply in touch with their feelings. My sister, Emily, again, who's on the show often is a four and we've learned so much about each other in the way that we deal with feelings and that she likes to really get into it and process it and talk through it. And I'm like, what are feelings even? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we have so much in common, my teeth. So this was interesting because obviously this year has brought out a lot of big feelings about a lot of topics for a lot of people. However, one of the biggest pain points that almost all of the four said is that they don't have any alone time to process their feelings. Mm -hmm. Again, fours are a very naturally withdrawing type, not that they don't like people, but they have a lot of feelings and part of their process and experience of the world is time to withdraw and process through, work through those feelings with so many of us having our partners and our children and family at home, it can feel very confining Mm -hmm. and really restricting. Nicole, one of our Enneagram fours weighed in and talked about the fact that her oldest daughter, who's also a four, started college. So she's actually not there anymore. And Nicole feels like she kind of lost her person who she would process those big feelings with, which had caused some pain for her. So either not having any alone time or just not having the usual structure in place to work through feelings has been hard for our fours. Now, fours, as they're growing, become more objective and more principled like healthy ones do. So one of our awesomes, Anna, weighed in with this. I love this. She said, I'm a four. In a year with a lot of feelings, I've felt them all a lot. I mean, a lot, a lot. (laughs) This takes energy and most people don't understand. But I've seen tremendous growth too. I go to one in growth and I specifically see me being decisive about boundaries so that I can protect my energy. I've dramatically reduced my usage of social media that drain me and put in place other steps to parent myself. 
that's growth for me. I used to see being mired in all the feelings as worthy misery, (laughs) but it's not. It's just wasting my energy. I can still be a mega feeler, but not for everyone every day. Isn't that good? I was blown away by what a great, insightful thing that was that she had to share with us on that. So, okay, I'm going to share with you all about the last three types, the instinctive center here in just a minute when we come back from this break from our sponsors. Awesome. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Now, I've been trying to cut down on some carbs and some sugar and generally some unhealthy food. And sometimes it does feel like I honestly just can't eat anything anymore, (laughs) especially when it comes to breakfast, because honestly, there are only so many ways that you can eat eggs before you never want to see another egg again, which is why I love Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon has zero sugar. It has 11 grams of protein and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. And of course, as a breakfast cereal, it comes in all of your favorite flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted blueberry. It tastes amazing. It really is honestly too good to be true. For all of you who care about these things, it is definitely keto-friendly. It's also gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, it's low-carb, and it's GMO-free. I love, honestly, this is the truth, you guys. I love every single flavor of Magic Spoon that I have tried, and honestly, it is one of my favorite things to reach for when I need a little variety in my breakfast. So, I would love for you to check out Magic Spoon too. They are so confident about their cereals that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money, no questions asked. So go and check out Magic Spoon for yourself. Go to magicspoon.com awesome to grab a variety pack and try it today. Be sure to use our promo code awesome at checkout to get free shipping. That's magicspoon.com awesome and use code awesome for free shipping. Thank you to Magic Spoon for sponsoring Sorta Awesome. Awesomes, if anybody knows how to get into that Friday groove, it's us. I mean, not only do we get brand new episodes of Sorta Awesome on Fridays, we also have the whole weekend ahead of us. Finally, a little bit of space to do exactly what we want to do. But I don't have to wait for that feeling to kick in once a week because with award-winning wine from First Leaf, any day can feel like a Friday. First Leaf is a wine club that sends personalized selections of wine from top vineyards around the world directly to you. Because the only thing better than one fantastic bottle of wine is a case of award-winning wine that shows up at your doorstep. Every bottle is handpicked by experts with your exact preferences and palate in mind for a unique combination of wine you are guaranteed to love. Unlike other wine clubs, First Leaf uses an algorithm and your feedback to curate future wine recommendations. Logging in to give each wine a rating from your delivery is so easy. You just pop into your account, you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Every single time you do that, they make your next shipment even better. Their subscriptions are flexible and shipments arrive on your schedule with practically zero effort. There for a while, we were getting a shipment from First Leaf every month. Then we decided, hey, maybe we don't need this much wine. All I did was log into my account and I changed our preference to having a new shipment every three months easy peasy. Plus, First Leaf is a much more affordable way to enjoy wine from top winemakers and vineyards. You're always going to get award-winning wine for an unbeatable low price. You guys, there is just not that much to look forward to these days. So I have to tell you, I'm completely serious when I say that I get so excited when I see an email from First Leaf saying that my next shipment is on its way. So what are you waiting for? Get that Friday feeling like I do any day with First Leaf. Join today and you'll get Get six bottles of wine for $29.95 or double the fun with 12 bottles for $59.95. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash awesome. That's six bottles of wine for $29.95 or 12 bottles for $59.95 at tryfirstleaf.com slash awesome. Okay, this last section is about the instinctive center. These are our eights, nines, and ones. So our dominant emotion over here in the instinctive center is anger. Let's talk about those eights, Kelly, our challenger types. (laughs) Yep. And I have a really good example. Do you want to share one that you got from the group for the sort of awesome Enneagram lovers? Yes. So our challengers are the ones that can be very self-confident and decisive. They can also be confrontational. 
we didn't actually have any eights way in. They were busy. Okay. They were out <laughs> doing things in the world. But one thing is that one of our awesome same Shannon, who's married to an eight, said that her husband, who is an eight, his like hyper protectiveness of his family went into full on lion mode. He was pacing while he was watching the news. He was constantly thinking about how to protect his people and honestly, the rest of the world too. She said, I felt like he was subconsciously daring the virus to try to enter our home because he wanted to wrestle it to the ground. Now, Shannon said it was actually really adorable. I don't know if eights would find that adorable. (laughs) Well, eights are sincere in it. I mean, that's the great thing about them. I think my story is that my husband has focused that same energy instead of focusing it on the virus because that is so uncontrollable, which I think is very unsettling for eights and so big. There's only so much you can do. There's so many things that are Mm -hmm. bigger than what we can do as a individual, you know, people or family is he's been focusing his energy on like our home life and the kids who are schooling at home. And it has been a lot for me as a seven and where I am. So this is where the seven and the eight can butt heads. It's like, I want things to be happy and he wants things to get done. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, those things don't always meet. And so this week we've even had many discussions talking about the Enneagram types and saying, you know, this is, I understand what you want and you have to understand what I want. And so how are we going to be able, and he's kind of just said, I think I'm just going to back off because I'm so frustrated Mm -hmm. that we're not able to get these things done. And I'm like, and you are draining me before it's 8am because you are pushing, pushing, pushing. And now like all of my little tiny bit of happiness that I had is all gone. And it's not even 8 a.m. He's out here trying to enjoy the sunrise. Did you see the sunrise? It's beautiful. I was like, I just wanted to have breakfast while everybody would be happy for like that five minutes before I came in and said, here's all the schoolwork you have to do today. And you just came in and was yes. like, what is that schoolwork you're going to get done? You're not going to have screens. What are the options? What are the consequences? You know, which is what an eight does. An eight says, how are we going yeah. to get things done? How can I? Yes. So this is that I would say anger is one word for it, but it's also it's like an intensity. It's just an intensity that can feel very Mm -hmm. hard for everybody who's not an eight to an eight. They're like, what is the problem here? And everyone else is like in the blowback, you know, with like shrapnel everywhere (laughs) is how it feels to us. It's not true. It's not true. But I think that for a lot of eights having to learn how to direct their passion, which is being so pushed right now by all the things that are Mm -hmm. happening in our world that are out of control, that's really hard. So how do eights grow? So for eights, as they are on a path to growth, they're actually going to move towards twos, which is so fascinating Mm -hmm. to me because it does not seem that those two would jive. But eights can, as they are moving towards two, they do become more open-hearted and more caring. So they tap into, they begin to translate, like you were saying, that intensity towards actually taking care of. And I think this is what kind of Shannon was alluding to too is that instead of being just, you know, free with all the anger about like either the virus or how people are responding to the virus or politics or racial tension, whatever, the eights will actually kind of bring that energy in, rein it in and translate it into taking care. And that really is at the heart of eights. They are challengers, but they are so deeply caring about people and organizations and systems that yeah, for a lot of eights and, and many eights who are listening may be like, you know what? I actually kind of have been doing that. So hopefully that will be affirming to any eights who are tuning into yeah. this. And I do think that's what Corey has been doing when he was saying, okay, I'm just going to back out because he was caring yes. for me. Yeah. You know, he's saying, okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. in me trying to care for our kids is creating more stress for you. And so like a two would see yes. one person and say, I want to care for you. How do I meet you where you're at? Him saying, I'm going to back off, even though that feels wrong to me. And I feel like I'm abdicating like a duty and I'm putting it all on you. But I'm hearing what you're saying as a seven, which is I need more space and less intensity being driven at me every day. And so that's a healthy growth point. I was happy to see it. (laughs) Yeah. Love it. So true for those eights. Okay. Next are the nines, the peacemakers. We are the type that is typically pretty easygoing. We can be very receptive and reassuring, agreeable and complacent, sometimes a little too agreeable. Some of us may have the self-awareness to realize. So for nines, we peacemakers, our biggest pain point this year, you can imagine Kelly has been so much conflict. There's There's no peace. There's no peace to be found. How do we create peace? Let's make some peace. One thing too, that nines really struggle with again, even, and especially not in a pandemic and quarantine year 
is that nines can see all perspectives all the time. You know, I was talking about sixes where they have this sort of internal committee that's telling them how all the different viewpoints on how to like make a decision, what's the right choice to make. And it's really hard for them to turn that off. I relate to that so much as a nine in terms of I cannot hear a story or engage with an issue without automatically and without thinking about it, seeing all of the different perspectives. And that's all the time. And it can be really exhausting as we have so much conflict in our culture right now. It can be really exhausting because my natural tendency, my natural impulse when somebody is presenting me with their thoughts on a thing is to automatically be like, but well, on the other side of the coin is this. And sometimes people just want to be listened to. They don't want to hear that other side. Anyway, Asha, who's one of our nines, said, I am a nine and there has been so much conflict over everything. And sometimes I just want to live in isolation in a cabin in the woods to avoid it all. <laughs> I was like, to yes. which Meg Jeans is like, yes. yes, please. I will. I will join you there. I will build a cabin down the road. We will never have to speak. We can wave from a distance. Well, and probably a community of Enneagram nines would be very peaceful because they would all be driven so toward the same thing. So it's like, yes, there's like all sorts of things that are bad around the world. We're just not going to talk about that. We're just going to just not, not talk, talk about, about that. Not a lot would get done, but, you know, we're not the most efficient community. <laughs> we may not have plumbing or electricity. You but... need like a Enneagram 3 village down the road that can like yeah. take care of you. <laughs> yes, totally. Just be like, just totally. drop off the food and the plumbing and go away, please. Uh-huh. Exactly, exactly. So Asha said another difficult thing that is, as a nine, I can so clearly see all perspectives. So I find myself agreeing with both sides of an argument when I'm talking to people with different viewpoints, which I'm like, yes, I totally get that too. So for growth, those of us who are nines, we can actually become more self-developing and energetic, like healthy threes. So we move towards three as we are on the path to growth. And, you know, a couple of nines did weigh in and say, I have found this year that I've really been able to discern and develop my own thoughts and my own opinions. And I've actually learned that life isn't over if there's any kind of conflict. One of our nines, Avia said, the growth I can see stems from this and that I can see how much energy I was expending in everyday life to keep all my family members happy. I'm working toward having more healthy boundaries and not taking responsibility for other people's happiness. So for a lot of us nines, because there's so much conflict, inevitably, we got to get tangled up in it. And it's been so good, I think, for so many nines to be like, oh my gosh, I had a confrontation and I didn't die. Exactly. So yay me, I won. (laughs) That's right. That's exactly it though, right? It's forcing us to do the things that do make us grow. Obviously, I'm sure that we could have bad coping mechanisms here as well. We could say, I'm just going to ignore it and I'm not going to. But I would think most of the awesomes, that's why we're on this journey together to say we do want to grow. And here we are just being thrown into the deep end and we're having to do it. So that's Mm -hmm. great for a nine to be able to, you know, actually deal with conflict, to enter into a hard conversation. Because, man, I understand that, too, as a seven. There's so much withholding boundaries and that happiness piece, like making people unhappy Mm -hmm. because of consequences or letting people be unhappy because this is the real world. It's really hard. But then to do it and to say, oh, look, and it's okay, you know. Yes, totally. All right, last and definitely, certainly not least, we have our ones. These are the reformer types. I have a very dear friend who's a one and love learning so much about life from her. So our reformers are rational and idealistic. They they are very principled and purposeful, very self-controlled, and sometimes can be a little perfectionistic. So for ones, the biggest pain point is this is a year where they themselves are trying to do everything right. Unfortunately, there has been very little guidance on what the absolute definite right way is. And ones do often feel bad that they are judging others for not doing things the right way. So one of our ones, Kayla said, the biggest challenge is wanting to do the right thing. And there's not really been one right thing. She said, it's also really hard for me to not be judgmental of other people's Mm -hmm. decisions. She tends to be one of the less, you know, cautious people in terms of the parameters around the virus and how much she gets out in the world and does things. That she, you know, wants to also respect other people's decisions about that. She tends to be more cautious at work. So she said, I constantly feel both judgmental and as though I'm being judged. (laughs) Right. Because they're sensitive to that. That makes sense. Yes. Ones are known for having that inner critic voice that is constantly criticizing the choices that they make and kind of holding them up to really high perfectionist standards. And that's coming from within them. And so I think ones do have a lot of pain in that and that they're just trying so hard to do the right thing. And then they may feel like 
it's impossible to do the right thing this year. But the good news is for once on their path to growth, they actually become like healthy sevens. Mm -hmm. They become more spontaneous. They become more joyful. They're out there on the deck with Kelly drinking a cup of coffee, enjoying the sunrise. So Kayla again said, the area of growth I've discovered is the beauty of unstructured evenings and weekends. I used to fill our family schedule with all sorts of events and social engagements. Now I've realized I really enjoy and need downtime and we've had room to create new traditions as a family, like Thursday night game night that my son proposed. I love that ones have that capacity to be like, you know what, let's just relax. Let's do something fun. Let's do something that is spontaneous. And if ever there was a year for ones to let themselves sort of relax into that ability to be joyful, to do things, you know, just like on a lark, on a whim, get out and do something fun. When you see a one starting to do that, you know that they're definitely moving in an area of growth. That's true. All right. So that covers the Enneagram, both what they've been struggling with this year and how each of us can be growing. We would love to hear any follow-up conversation from you guys. Kelly, remind people where we can find you, including your shiny new website. If you want to find me, just go to kellygordonmn from minnesota.com. All of my social media links are there as well as all the information. But you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at that same handle at kellygordonmn. Okay. And I am at Sorta Awesome Meg on all of the things. And awesome community, if you want to come and participate in all of our awesome things, you know, you can join us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us on TikTok and YouTube, and you can get that daily dose of awesome from awesome today. So don't miss out on any of that. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. This Sorta Awesome show is a production of Sorta Awesome Media, the company that's all about helping you understand yourself better so you can go out and love the world. We'll see you next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.